Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 42, I think. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. Craig, did I get that right? Is this Episode 42 of Season 3? It is, sir. You are Days correct. and numbers, and number 142 overall, if you're, you're following along at home. Days, weeks, numbers, they all mesh together. <laughs> that they do. I- you know, I've been. I know many folks are working from home in this this weird and strange time. I am one of them, and so there are seriously days where I have to look at my wife, who is also stuck working from home, and say, "Is today Wednesday?" And I feel bad. But do you remember? Do you remember what happened to uh, Ralph Wilson, the the Buffalo owner? I can't remember what the press conference was about. It was announced a coaching change or something, but he started the press conference with something like, "It's a beautiful Wednesday." It is Wednesday, isn't it? Today's Wednesday. <laughs> and people went nuts. They're like, oh, the 80-year-old man, he's going senile on us. No, he probably just had to stay inside for six weeks for whatever reason. And now he just doesn't know what day of the week it is anymore because I'm there with you, Ralph. He's no longer amongst us. But I'd be with you if you if you were still around. So, Craig, how the hell are you doing over there in your your, uh, your isolation um, doing in the okay. studio? Doing okay. Baking a lot of banana and beer bread, but... Uh... Well, so, right. so we play we play Diablo three online. A, a couple of us, Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. One of the people who plays with us. And um, there's a running gag when Craig isn't on that he's taken on some sort of project. <laughs> that and and Craig accidentally has self-servingly put this out there. Like, well, somebody will say, "Oh, Craig can't come play right now. He's making artisanal cheese." <laughs> this week it was chili. Craig was like, "I can't play right now. I've got the sudden urge to make chili." <laughs> I made We're, it. And he did. He made a big crockpot full of chili. Who the hell gets the sudden urge to make chili? Um, because it was sort of cold out, and I had everything to make it. So I was just like, you know what? Let's make it. Oy vey. Okay. Anyway, let's get going where we always get going. I have – I'm going to lead off today on the beer conversation sure. because I have – a can from the newest brewery out here in Milford, Connecticut, as I continue to come to you from the Frank Gore Memorial Extension Studios. This is from Dockside Brewing, and this is called Feeling Juicy Hazy IPA. It's a 6.5% IPA. You can't get it much fresher than this. It was canned less than a week ago. And I went online because I've tried this. Full disclosure, I've tried this already. I liked it so much, I was hoping to pick up another four-pack tomorrow while I was out grabbing lunch or whatever. And uh, they're not available online right now. You can't even order this right now. So it must be very popular here in Milford. So, Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Tonight, Bush. Tonight I have a beer by Single Cut called 18 Watt IPA. You know, I've never liked the Single Cut stuff. Their stuff is so well regarded in the community and the beer drinking community. I've just never liked any of their there stuff. Were, there were a few I liked, some I didn't. Uh, I haven't had this one before, but it's it's rated pretty decently. Yeah. Have you uh, tried it? I'm sorry, no. you said you have tried it? Or I have not okay. tried it yet. I'm going to open it now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm drinking my feeling juicy. Push. This one, this is, this is an absolutely New England style hazy IPA. It is juicy. You, I will get us more of this. Um, it's just a matter of being day to day. They're a brand new brewery out here in Milford, so they're not really. Uh, they're just getting themselves going, but they, their their response to them has been tremendous. This guy is very juicy. It's very. You're going to get a lot of papaya out of it. I really, really like it. 
Um, the true the true taste or the true test rather of a juicy IPA is what my wife says about it. And my wife looked at me and said, I would drink this, which <laughs> promptly made me go and drink all of them because I wanted them for myself. No, that's not true. But so I, true. I, this was, I like this a great deal. Now, tell me about the single cup beer. Uh, so I'll read what it says on the side. Like they don't have a lot of print on the side. Uh, it says drink ASAP in a clean, wide mouth glass. Clean. Store okay. cold and upright, unfiltered, decant carefully. It oh, is so, 72 IBUs. So, 72. Woo-hoo-hoo, that's Road to Ruin territory, son. It's only 5%, though. Only 5% at 72 IBUs? Yes. That's what it says on the can. That's going to be that's gonna be hop Let's forward. Let's find out. Yeah. Uh, the nose is really citry, very pineapple. Okay. So a fair amount of citra hops in it, then. Hmm. So definitely a little more hoppy on the nose. Very, very juicy. But not not um, not strong at all for the so 72 IBUs. So you're not IBUs. getting that 70-plus IBUs on it, then? No, not. Oh, I hate, I hate it when I buy something that's like 70 or 80 IBUs, and I'm like, this is a 40 or a 50 easy. It's just not as strong. For those who don't know, IBUs are international bitter units. I think that's what it stands for. And uh, but, I'll sorry, I'll send Deb a picture. Uh, but this beer is very murky. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we had that conversation with her about what murky beer was. Um, <laughs> I hate. I like high IBU beers. They're more bitter. They tend to be hoppier because that's a lot of the bitterness comes from hops. Um, but so I'm always disappointed when I get a beer that's like. I look at it, I'm like 72 IBUs, and it's a 4.2 or 4.3 on something like untapped, and I get it home, and it tastes like Miller Lite. <laughs> or it's, you know, I, that's why I don't like, I don't like light IPAs. Mm-hmm. I know you tried the Wee Demon and liked it. I didn't. Uh, that's a that's Two Roads, hashtag sponsor us. Um, their uh, light, low-calorie IPA, didn't care for it. Didn't care for it because it was it was like all right it's 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 almost like it's drinking a light beer and I can't drink light beer, so all right burning hot takes because believe it or not despite the fact that we're all isolated, there was a NFL draft last week which there we covered was. the first round. If you'd like uh, coverage of our first round, look up the episode before this. But uh, let's start with some hot takes, Craig. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to give or receive? Uh, I'll give. What do you got for me? Uh, first thing up. I heard a rumor today about a team in Texas. Okay. Now, this team in Texas is owned by one Jerry Jones. Oh, Jerry Jones' Dallas Cowboy presented by Jerry Jones. Yes. I heard a rumor that they're still not sure on Dak in the long term. And I heard a rumor they're talking to Miami about Rosen. Does this make sense to you? Yes. This sound Next like question. something Dallas would try to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Miami is in full long-term rebuild. They have that we saw that in the draft this year. We've seen that, you know, this their new thing is like a 3 to 5 year plan. We want to be the Patriots in 3 or 4 years. That seems to be their whole idea. Dallas loves to trade draft picks. They're the guys that invented the chart <laughs> that puts statistical values on draft picks. <laughs> I think it was when uh, Jimmy John, uh, Jimmy John, that's, that's the sandwich place. Uh, Jimmy Jones, Jimmy Jones, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. 
I'm like three sips into my beer, and who's that guy? Jimmy Johnson, legendary haircut and coach, full-time haircut, part-time coach. Um, he and, and Jerry Jones put together that chart so that when they were evaluating picks and swaps, they could really maximize their value. Uh, so they love to swap picks. Miami loves to get picks. So, yes, I can see that happening. My issue with this, and, and, and add this to your response, Tua's coming off that injury. Everybody and their mother says he looks fantastic. But what if he gets hurt and you've traded Rosen? So what do you think? Do you, does it make sense, Rosen, to, uh, to I think Dallas? if there's – if they don't have a definite answer of what they want to do with Dak or what Dak wants to do or how much money mm-hmm. Dak wants. Oh, well, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. Ryan Fitzpatrick is still there. So He's still there. Yeah, so the whole Josh Rosen is not expendable thing goes out the window. He's totally expendable. (laughs) But Dallas, because of Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones hasn't been in the Super Bowl since, what, the late 90s? Probably. Thousands of years. (laughs) Jerry Jones is making it his life mission to get back to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl before he's done. Yeah. And I think if Dak, if there is a season this year, mm-hmm. if they don't win with Dak or think they're going to win with Dak, then Dak is done. Uh, and Dak wants an extension. Dak wants his deal, and Dak is making all sorts of little noise that he can make because he can't sit there and say, well, I'm not showing up for OTAs because there are no OTAs. Um, well, I'm not going to show up for virtual OTAs. Then, so there. <laughs> I mean. Do you remember, and, and this is what I would do, do you remember way back in the day, and, and I'm going to go totally obscure reference here, Pee Wee's Playhouse had a Christmas special. Okay. My wife loves that Christmas special. I must have been forced to watch it a dozen times. <laughs> but in it, Dinah Shore, n- random name of the past. There you Dinah go. Dinah Shore sings an extended version of the 12 Days of Christmas that goes on forever. And in the special, Pee-wee gets so bored on the video phone that he puts a cardboard cutout cut out dummy of himself <laughs> in front of the video phone and goes on with his Christmas show. And every five to ten minutes, they cut back and she's still singing to this cardboard cutout. That's what I feel like Dak should do. When I go to virtual OTAs, put a Dak Prescott fathead in front of a video camera. And just every so often walk by it and go, yeah, I got you, coach. And just keep going. Virtual OTA, what the (laughs) hell is that worth for a guy who already knows the playbook? For new guys, I get it. But virtual OTAs, what? We're also going to sit there and do Peloton cycles together? I mean, what the hell are we doing? True, true. I think it's them trying to get some semblance of teamwork. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. That... Dallas is on the verge of becoming a Browns level tire fire. (laughs) And I say that based not on the fact that they're not a good team, but the distractions are again starting to mount up. They're having birthday parties and flouting social distance. Well, I only had nine people over. Really? Because the video looked like a whole lot more than nine people. I see at least five different people in that video and none of them's Dak. So that means there's a minimum of six people in his kitchen. 
<laughs> so unless his kitchen is 36 square feet, True. there is no way you're practicing social distancing in that kitchen. So I, I have, it's just, they're very close to becoming a distraction unto themselves. And we all know Jerry Jones doesn't take that very kindly. So I'm not, I, I don't blame them for being skeptical. And this is an organization that literally took three months to fire its last head coach. That is true. Let us not forget that they finally had to tell him on a Friday, don't come in on Monday. We're changing the codes on the door (laughs) because they tried to fire him multiple times and multiple times. He just showed up for work the next day and saying, I'm here to show my dedication to the Cowboys. And they were like, no, we fired you go away. And then they finally had to change the locks. (laughs) They did. Can you imagine? (sighs) All right. Yeah. uh, All right. So my question for you, Mm -hmm. I want to go to a tweet exchange involving our good friend, Deshaun Watson. Oh, boy. Have you seen this? Is this about the staying home thing? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So uh, one of his defensive linemen, who, again, I am bad with pronouncing names. The way I read it is Charles Omenahu. That's probably wrong. I don't bother to learn the defensive names. I still can't pronounce Tua's last name. We are probably going through the 2020 season in whatever shape or form it takes with me just calling the guy Tua because I am never going to master his last name. So he tells us this guy, this guy, Charles, a defensive lineman on his team, says they are opening Texas Friday, question mark. God has answered my prayer. So an indication that he's bored, he wants to go outside. Deshaun Watson tweets back at him. Man, keep your ass in the house, bro. <laughs> LOL. Yep. Craig, <laughs> fair or foul that A, Deshaun Watson has to say this, B, is it okay for him to say it, and C, is it okay even though he's offensive and the guy he's yelling at is on the defense? Um... So As start with the, the first one. Is it okay to do this? For to do what? For Watson to yell at him and say, "Stay inside." Yes, because Watson's the captain of the team. And it's okay that is it okay because they're on different sides of the ball? Doesn't matter. You're on the same team. You're in the Doesn't same matter. locker room. Team team loyalty overrides that. Team team team. I love the word team. <laughs> exactly. You think this is a picture of my family? It's a picture of the A team. <laughs> I forget my third point here. Is it fair for him to say it? Is it fair for him to say on the other side of the ball? Yeah, because let's say... Should he have to say this? He shouldn't shouldn't have to, but him being the team captain, he has to. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt. Let's say he goes out, right? And then he, he gets it. And then all of a sudden, and while he was out, he hung out with five other people on the team. Now they, now four of them have it. So you're, you're dismantling your team essentially. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Here's, here's where the one part I wanted to make with this too. Deshaun Watson should not have to say this. No. Number one, you should have the sense in your head to realize with the millions of dollars a year, you're being paid. You need to be a little bit more careful with your health. Number two, I love when team leaders step up like this. I really do. But this should be coming from the coaching staff. And it should be coming from the coaching staff before 
it's something they tweet about. Like before this comes out, there should be communication from the coaches that says, listen, Texas is easing these restrictions. The Texans are recommending you do the following and get ahead of it. The problem is Bill O'Brien is so busy playing fantasy football with the Houston Texans and its actual (laughs) roster that he has no clue what's going on. He's locked in a bunker in the ground regardless. His wife came to check on him a week ago, knocked on the door and said, sweetie, you don't have to be in there because of the coronavirus. And Bill O'Brien yelled back, what's a coronavirus? (laughs) He's isolating himself regardless. So this should have come from the top down. And instead, it it just – I feel like the way everything is in the world right now – there needs to be a clause in their contracts, like how they say you during this season or while you're on our team, you cannot drive a motorcycle, period. Something like that, yeah. Like There's along be something. those lines. So it's got gotta be something. So all right, what else you got for me? Um you know what? This may have been a topic you wanted to bring up, but we'll just we'll just I, do it now. I'll scratch it off the list if it is. All right. Well, Put it out there, and I'll tell you if it made the list. Because I got a, a brief list this week. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Oh God, yeah, he's like six of the items on this list. Go <laughs> on. Um, so as maybe people don't know, the Packers moved up to draft a quarterback. Rated Jordan, up in the draft, yep. Jordan Love, twenty-six pick. Allegedly, Aaron Rodgers was upset about this pick, not because it was a. It was love being a quarterback. It's because he felt they needed to draft a receiver to help him. Which is so, supposedly he's been screaming about for years now. Right. So my question, you know, it's a we'll have a general discussion, I guess, because this is a big topic. Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers justified in being mad? Do you think this is the Packers being like, well, you know, you missed a, almost a year and a half, a year, a season, we don't know what's wrong with you. You're getting older. We need to have somebody behind you. Or is this this them telling Aaron, you know what? After next season, you're find another job. Stand by. Uh oh. Please stand by. Oh my god. Uh oh. What happened? All right. Can we table your question for thirty seconds? Sure. Sure. So, Craig and I are in our dynasty draft right now. Okay. And um, we are. (laughs) Yeah, we got Jonathan Taylor, by the way, at the three pick. But we're definitely looking to make another move. I don't want to say more than that. But Craig and I had a discussion off the air about what we would take. Because someone's already asked about trading for Jonathan Taylor. And he was like, I was like, well, you know, he's tradable, but it's going to cost you because he's such a great prospect. And we got other needs we got to fill. So it would really cost you. So Craig and I started tossing names around as to what it would cost. I just got a direct message from the guy in the middle of the podcast. Okay. This is what he's willing to offer us for John Taylor. My thought is Derrick Henry, Mm -hmm. DJ Moore, Mm -hmm. and pick number 11 overall. Henry was one of the guys we talked about. He is, and so is that pick. That like, but we were thinking 
Maybe I shouldn't say this on the air. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> we're not live. We were thinking we were going to have to give up more to get Henry plus pick number 11 than John Taylor. I, I mean, I, I feel like we do this if the guy – and I'm not going to say the name. But if the guy we want is still sitting on the board at number 11, we do this, right? We I think we have to. We trade a great prospect at running back for a guy who has emerged at running back. Yeah. Oh I say God. we I say we do that. All right, hold on. Let me pull up the draft board and see where we're at. <laughs> okay, so Jerry Judy just went. Uh, we're four picks away from being able to execute this. And that's why I just paused in the middle of your question. I went, I'm not reading this right. I've only had one beer, but I must be reading this wrong. It's too easy <laughs> but the guy we want has to slip four spots it's possible it could happen so what do i say to this guy right now uh i say how do i respond i guess we agree if the guy we want is sitting there at 11 it's a deal, but I gotta wait. Fair? That's fair. I think that's fair. And I'll send him a mug of beer. There okay. you go. That's what I get for keeping the sleeper app open while I'm doing this. That's what I get. I deserve <laughs> that. So we were going we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Let's get back to the point. Yes. P- could you please start briefly again? I know we we're talking about Aaron Rodgers being upset. He didn't get a wide receiver. What was your question around that? So my question is, is this the Packers telling Aaron Rodgers, you know what, same thing happened when you got here and we had Favre, think about packing your bags, or is this the Packers saying, well, you missed a lot of time in the rec- in recent history, mm-hmm. we need someone to back you up. Okay, so from my perspective, this is the Packers sending a number of potential messages at the same time. The first message is, you are replaceable, which Aaron Rodgers has never considered himself to be. Much as the way his predecessor did, Brett Favre was extremely unhappy when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. But a lot of this comes, too, with Aaron Rodgers's kind of behavior so i listened to serious xm fantasy football this morning john hansen who's launched a new site by the way i gotta check out his new site i really liked him when he was with uh fantasyguru.com and now he's on his own thing i forget what it's called like fantasy points or something like that i gotta look it up um he was talking about it and the word they got from and i'm drawing a blank on the guy's name the guy who's in charge oh greg cosell the guy who's in charge of nfl films now the guy from nfl films called this weeks ago and has been saying and and, and has gone even further back than that into years when they fired Mike McCarthy he actually made the point that he was surprised they cut ties with Mike McCarthy because the Packer leadership the ownership and the GMs and all those guys were starting to get tired of the way Aaron Rodgers did business and then Cosell said I started to look at tape And I started looking at how plays were drawn up and how they were executed. And there were a lot of times where Rodgers checked down against 
the play's design when the guy was open. Hmm. So Rodgers heard the play, decided in his head before he got to the line of scrimmage, screw that, I don't want to throw to that guy, and then looked for other additional options. So he, so again, Greg Cosell works for NFL films. He breaks down films all day long. He probably has access to more information than the average individual who's just watching a play, like, you know, on a, a ESPN breakdown like show. Like he knows what he's looking at. He knows who the intended receiver is when they break the huddle. And he said there were a number of times where Rodgers ignored that receiver completely. And that's very telling. And he said that's got to be extremely frustrating for coaches and management, because I guarantee you the coaches are communicating that to the GM. Dude, we got to do something about, I think this was a message on a number of different levels. So the first message is you are not irreplaceable. The second one is everybody retires. The, as Michael Wilbon is fond of saying on ESPN, the only undefeated champion is father time. Yes, that's it. That's it. Although Tom Brady's doing his best to give him a run. That's it. So I think there's a couple of messages here, but I think the primary message is we gave you the coach you wanted and you did not produce last year the way we wanted you to produce. And we still saw the bitching and moaning and we still saw the preferential treatment. This needs to change or the quarterback needs to change. That's what I took from it. What is your take? Um, Yeah, pretty much the same thing because I think – for the most part, with with few expect exceptions like you know Tom Brady, let's say owners tend to s- usually side with coaches. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, you know I think what was happening in Green Bay, I think the owners were getting tired of it too, and they like you said they did change the coach, and they still didn't get to where they wanted to be. You know yeah. so. And then today, Brett Favre said that, you know, Aaron Rodgers will probably retire on a different team. But I think that's I so... Do. I think that's that's pretty much it, yeah. That's so common now That's it's very rare that someone has a really long career in any sport and stays with the same team. Yeah, it's... It's, it's rare. It's, it's uncommon these days. It really is. I mean, look at Tom Brady. He yeah. was... The, the Mr. Patriot and he's gone to Tampa. Yeah. And I mean, the last person, the last person that spent what, 20 years, with the same team that I can think off the top of my head. was Derek Jeter. Oh, baseball is different too. It is different, but I'm just still, that's the last person I can really think of that had their entire career in one, that long of a career in one team. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. Oh, wait, I'm getting another message from the guy. Uh-oh, did he turn it down? <laughs> no, 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 I got uh, direct messages. Oh, it's just one of those for him. Oh, he's saying those are the main pieces in the package, not all of those. Well, then, now a conversation is happening. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would, would we still be willing to do Henry and, and the, I think... I think Henry and the 11th overall is good value for uh, John Taylor. I think so. If he wants to do his that pick in Henry, I'll take it. I'd do Henry and your first rounder for Taylor in that case. Sorry, 
for the confusion. Okay. I'm going to leave this open now so I don't <laughs> screw that up again. So, so we just got through burning hot takes. Yeah. And we're halfway done with the episode. Yes. <laughs> because I've been focused on this dynasty draft. Can we? I've got a whole list of stuff here. Um, so I just want to follow up really quick on the Aaron Rodgers thing. Just one quick last point that I just noticed is on my pad. Mm-hmm. One of the things that makes this Aaron Rodgers thing more complex, and this came from Joe Dolan this morning on SiriusXM. Joe Dolan was on uh, with the guru, and Joe Dolan was like, if you look at the cap numbers, it's bad for the next two years. His dead cap money is abysmal. It's going to be hard for Green Bay to move him with his dead cap number. So, Quick, as, quick aside, tell yeah. people what a dead cap number is. Dead cap number is the amount of money in a contract against the uh, salary cap that is non-negotiable. This is what it's agreed to in advance, and you have to take this hit. And the way that Rogers' contract is structured, if he's not a Packer in 2021, I believe they said it was $17 million. That's like 8% of your total budget on one player that you now can't spend anywhere else. You're not necessarily paying him that money. It may not actually be money out of your pocket, but it's money pledged towards something and you can't change it so it's uh it's it's hardcore it's weird it's a, it the, the salary cap stuff is weird so um i don't oh I, the dude was just typing and then did not answer Aww. again all right so i've got it open i'm keeping an eye on it so that's something to keep in mind i think the packers would love to move him after this year maybe after two years maybe Maybe after 2021 is where they're looking at moving up to love because love is going to take some time. Pardon that terrible 70s kind of song sounding analogy, but love is going to take some time to develop. My God, this is getting terrible. Okay, never mind. All right. Um, so I mentioned before, and we're just going to talk about this really briefly. Craig and I are in a uh, dynasty league, um, a mix of, I think it's like 90% fans. And uh, but the fantasy football factory is in it with us. The fantasy martyr is in it. Um, We're in it. There's a couple of industry guys in this league. We're bad at dynasty. We learned that I'm bad at dynasty. Very bad. I drafted a lot of old people last year. I made a trade early in the year for Joe Flacco. We did. We did draft Andrew Luck. So and then he retired on us. True. Andrew Luck was our one pick last year. No, no, he was our, our second rounder. Our first round pick was Zeke Elliott, who I then traded a week before Andrew Luck retired. <laughs> and I think our third round pick was somebody who got hurt. So by the week three, our top three picks in the Dynasty startup were all dead. <laughs> yes. Yes, they were. So, yeah, it, it went south quick. It went south really quick. So this year, Craig and I are trying to redeem ourselves. We have the third pick overall, which means we fell, finished 10th. We grabbed Jonathan Taylor. What we, Our goal in this was to emerge with a potential fantasy running back and a potential fantasy quarterback. If this guy, I'm willing to settle for Derrick Henry and get the, if we get the quarterback that we want. But we got to wait for this guy to come up and see what he wants to do. I don't think this is going to happen. Probably not, uh, no. But you know what? Then then we got to live with Jonathan Taylor. And I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, that's I'm, not a bad I'm okay either way. We actually have a lot of young depth at running back in this league. We have David Montgomery, who Sean and I both hope finally does something. We have Daryl Henderson, who may or may not produce because he's part of a committee now because the Rams went out and gra- grabbed another running back. Who knows? But what we learned was we're not good at Dynasty Fantasy. We are really daily experts. Do not call me and ask me what stock you should buy that's going to be worth a <laughs> hundred times what its value is in three years. Ask me what stock you can buy today, sell tomorrow, and make a profit on. That's where our expertise lies. We are redraft slash daily fantasy experts. Doesn't mean we won't try Dynasty. We clearly are, but we're clearly bad at it. So, all right, more news. All right, so um, I got a funny one for you. Okay. Did you hear that uh, Carson Wentz's wife has given birth? Uh, yes, I did hear that. His wife, Madison, has given birth to Hadley Jane Wentz, a beautiful young baby girl. Congratulations to the Wentz family. By the way, she, her top of her head barely comes up to her, his shoulder. I don't know if she's short or he's tall, but wow, a picture of them looks weird. <laughs> um, so... Congratulations to the happy family. Everyone's happy and healthy. And the announcements have gone out on Instagram and on Philly pages and everything. And the best comment of all time came in on one of them. And that's why I wanted to share with you. Get your thoughts on. (laughs) Somebody wrote on one of the Philadelphia fan pages, congratulations, but don't let Aguilar hold him. He'll drop it like everything else. Oh, (laughs) damn. I laughed so hard at that (laughs) because I was a big Nelson Aguilar guy two years ago. I was like, this guy is the future of the franchise. He has dropped everything, everything. I'm opening another beer because I can't deal with Nelson Aguilar's drops. Um, Another Dockside beer. This one is called the Butte. It's a hazy New Zealand IPA. New Zealand, you say? It's made almost exclusively with New Zealand hops that I looked up and I can't pronounce. So like Waikiki or something like that. You would like that. I think you would like this one. It's a little less juicy and it's very hoppy. So I got to get you some of this too. But um, so I want to talk really quickly about the Eagles. Okay. Because they made two really big moves during this draft. They did. They, they picked up a quarterback. Hold on, I gotta pull up their list so I make sure I get that name right before I who's that guy this. <laughs> they picked up a quarterback in Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma. Fantastic college player. I mean, this this kid transferred out of LS was it LSU? He transferred out of and ended up in Oklahoma, you know. I mean He's got some really, really good uh, good possibilities. His prospect grade is only six point one, and that just means he's a he's a backup who could become who could grow into being a starter. But aren't we all? That was so deep. they did that. But they also made a trade with trade with San Francisco to get Marquise Goodwin. I've been a big Marquise Goodwin guy. Craig, if he stays healthy, can he be fantasy relevant in Philadelphia? Uh, if he stays healthy and Wentz stays healhealthy yes does he even need to does do we need um do we need Wentz to stay healthy with the fact that Jalen hurts is there now and he can well I hear his arm strength needs some development but other than that he played he was successful at Oklahoma 
Oklahoma is not a Division II school. No. No, it's not. I just think people... without skills. Very few people can walk in from college to the NFL and know everything. So Mm -hmm. I'm always a little wary of rookie quarterbacks. Particularly with a shortened offseason because the virus... Yeah, exactly. Because of what everything's going on. You know, the other uh, today or yesterday, Pete Carroll said that teams need at least six weeks of on-field practice before they can be ready to play. He's not getting it. So, so you know what that means? Bet against the Seattle Seahawks like the first three weeks of the year because they're not going to have six weeks of practice. <laughs> nope. So this weird this year is going to be weird. So I think for this year, he's going to need Wentz to be healthy if there's a season. So don't forget why. Eagles still have Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Is this pressure on either of them? I feel like this is pressure on Alshon. Uh, I think it could be. I, I mean, he's a, he's got to be right now. If everyone is healthy, he's got to be one of the top five third option receivers in the league on any given team. Marquise Goodwin is so talented. He is His biggest problem has been staying healthy. If he can stay healthy, but can you imagine Carson Wentz gets up under center and he's getting ready to snap the ball and he looks to his left and he sees Alshon Jeffrey and Marquise Goodwin. He looks to his right. He sees Deshaun Jackson. And from (laughs) behind him, he hears Miles Sanders going set. Oh, my God. (laughs) It could happen. But the problem is all those names I listed, three of the five guys I listed are questionable when they ended the season. Really? Sanders, Ooh. Jeffrey, and Goodwin all were questionable going into that last week. You. So that's where you've got a problem. Oh, and by the way, I didn't mention that Zach Ertz is standing on the end of the line going, my ankle hurts. Oh. <laughs> so if we're going to add him, now we've got now we've got four out of six. So four out of your six major offensive weapons are all hurt pretty regularly. That's got to be concerning, right? That's got to be why... My God, is the NFC East a freaking shit show? The Dallas Cowboys don't understand social distancing. The Philadelphia Eagles, half of their offense is on the disabled list, and they're still the two best teams in the whole division. Yes. That's frightening, isn't it? The Giants' game plan has to be drawn on a piece of paper, and it says, <laughs> snap ball, give to Saquon, go. Go. That's got to be their entire offensive game plan, and they could probably win six games doing that. <laughs> yes. The oh. NFC NFC East is broken. And, you know, we say that. Uh, watch, somebody's going to emerge. Somebody's going to win 13 games that division this year. Probably. Watch it, watch it be the Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> so, Carson Wentz had a baby. Well, his wife had a baby. Congratulations. Congrats. Jameis Winston signs with the Saints. He does. What does this say to you? I want to hear before, completely unfiltered, before I have a chance to say anything, what does this say to you? Uh, This says to me that the Saints, everyone knows it's Drew's last season, and they want to use Taysom Hill as not the full-time quarterback. He is the new version of Cordell Stewart, if you remember him. Go in there and punt who can pretty much play whatever position you put him at. So I think because of that skill set, they do not want Taysom Hill as their full-time QB. And I think, you know, with Jameis's um, 
with his new eyes and learning under Drew, he has a shot to redeem himself. I agree. And that's exactly where I was going with it. That's why I wanted you to go first. Taysom Hill is a quarterback in number and roster spot only. He's a Swiss Army knife for that offense. They can do anything with him. They want – every time he steps on the field, they want the defense to go, go, oh, God, what fresh hell is this? Pretty much. That's what they want. That's what they want. So they're looking for that. So they want him there. They have no intention of developing Taysom Hill into a quarterback. None. Nope. None. So this is what they're going to do. And also, Drew be getting older – what if he does get hurt? You have weapons everywhere. Alvin Kamara is young. Michael Thomas is young. Now, both of them have had their own, well, Thomas more so than Kamara, have all their own tweaks along the way. If you have a backup quarterback to Drew Brees that's reliable, then you have a, a team that can go to the Super Bowl. I mean, look what they, they won with Bridgewater. Yeah. And look, look at what Teddy Bridgewater did. He turned that into a contract. Turned it into a contract out, was it uh, L.A., right? Yes. Chargers? Mm-hmm. So, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the opening day starter, folks, in L.A. He is. He can't be, but he is. Justin Herbert's not going to be ready. The, the Chargers can't afford to screw this up. And they. Oh, no, no. He went to, um, not L. that's Tyrod. He went to uh, oh. the Panthers. The Panthers. The Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah. I'm sorry. I get that completely. Well. Same argument. But still. Tyrod's probably still opening opening day, and that's a yes. problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be nuts. So Winston, I think he's gonna do very well. I think he's the Saints starter in twenty twenty one. The fat when, when Drew Brees came out and said, Yeah, I've been thinking about broadcasting, that was it. That was it. The the the, the call went downstairs to the locker room. And the coaching staff asked, how hard is it to take his name off the locker? It's not like perma-bonded there, is it? <laughs> it's just screwed in like everybody else's, right? We can just take the screws out of it. <laughs> what? It's been there so long. It has the old logo. It's rusted. And that's the, Can I ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. What's with every team introducing new uniforms this offseason? Is this just me, or does it seem like every other day I'm getting an ESPN update? Patriots unveil new uniforms. Bucks unveil new uniforms. I don't care. I I think they need just people to still pay attention to them. Oh, that's a pain in the ass. And useless so. in my opinion. So, did you see the plan about the scheduling change? Uh, ve- uh, quickly. So, there is a plan supposedly in discussion in which the league would not start until October 15th. And the Super Bowl would be at the end of February. So hmm. I'm presuming they would get a full season in still, still a full 16 games. It just would start a month later and it would basically end like a month later. I think they'd probably eliminate the week off in between the championship and the Super Bowl in that scenario. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you like them playing regular season games in January? I don't. I don't mind it. You know, I always, I was really football with cold weather. It's definitely cold in January and most of the NFL, at least half yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't mind it. And like Cinch said, that would, if sports happened, you know, the Super Bowl would happen, and then all of a sudden it would be spring training for baseball. So. Yeah. And that was Cinch's take. Cinch would be like, no lag between spring training and the Super Bowl. I'd love it. 
I don't know that my heart could take it, but I, you know, that's great. I think anything that gets a good season in there and is fair to everybody involved and doesn't put anyone at risk with this whole coronavirus nonsense is the best way to go. So throughout this entire conversation, I've had this dynasty league open on our, our <laughs> clock. There's no clock in this rookie draft because we're doing it in April. The guy who's picking seventh hasn't gone. <laughs> So just to, to, for those few folks who do Dynasty, um, I'll recap what our order has been. Has been uh, Clyde Edwards. Oh, it's cut off. Harris. The new chief running back. Harris, thank you. Um, the chief running back at one. Joe Burrow went two, which is just shocking based on his ADP. I have not seen a lot of people taking the quarterbacks early, but that just might be an indicator of how our, our league is set up. We took Jonathan Taylor at three. Tua, last name I can't pronounce, went at four. C.D. Lamb went at five. Jerry Judy went at six. And now number seven is on the clock. So we have a couple of extra picks in this draft. We don't have our second round pick at second round 30 or 15 overall, 13, 15th overall. But we do have pick number 19 overall. And we have two picks in the third round. So we're actually in a good spot. And quick, quick correction, it's Clyde Edward Hilary. Thank you. I knew that wasn't Harris. I knew it wasn't Harris, but I just I didn't was looking. Have it on the I screen. was reading someone else's name, so it just it came out. Oh, it's an look, H. I can click his name in the draft board and it comes go. up. I was kind of hoping Hilaire might fall to us. I'm going to I'm not going to lie. I envisioned an, a beautiful scenario, <laughs> a happy world where Craig and I are running through a field of daisies. <laughs> holding hands because we drafted both the new chief running back and the new Cincinnati quarterback. <laughs> it could have happened, but it did. It did not. And you know, what's amazing is that I'm looking at this dynasty draft. The last player taken in the first round was the first overall pick. Yeah, actually really quick. If you look at the running backs for the yeah. team that picked first, I don't blame them for taking Clyde. <laughs> I don't want to throw anybody anybody under the bus, but let's look at it. Why? Because why? Just, why not? Why? Because why not? Hold on a second. Uh, yep. Who was it? it? Was Travi right? Yes. Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Adrian Peterson dead, <laughs> Wayne Gallman dead, <laughs> Darius Geis dead, Boston <laughs> Scott back up. Reggie Bonifon, I don't even know that guy. Oh, that's a wide receiver. That'd be why. Daryl Williams from the Chiefs, I'm pretty sure we released him. Oh, wow. Yeah, he needed running back help. So he so. started Jacobs and Jones, who are probably both starters next year. But the, didn't Green Bay go and grab a running back too? Uh, they got A.J. Dillon. So you got to wonder how much faith they have in Aaron Jones too, don't you? Yeah, I think it has to do with with durability. And that's fair. His durability has not been great. So that's that's a fair issue to, to pull up. So All right, believe it or not, we're just about out of time. Craig, Sad. uh let's well, it is cuz we're just having a very casual conversation. We are. And for a half a heartbeat, I thought I was going to trade Jonathan Taylor for DJ Moore, <laughs> Derrick Henry, and a first-round pick. You know what, though? The way he worded it, 
It did make it sound like he oh, was offering all that. You read it off the site too, right? You logged into yeah, Sleeper and I read it? Okay, it. so I would appreciate if you would continue to follow this draft because Lord knows I can't be trusted. This team finished 10th <laughs> under my leadership last year. So, you know, we'll definitely, I would definitely appreciate that we're working on this together. Um, yeah, okay, so that that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad that I wasn't the only one who read it that way. But all right, so final thoughts, Craig. We are at episode 42. We only have another eight weeks yeah. in this season. Scary, right? I mean, are we even going to make it to July 1st? I'm looking now. One, two, I think, three, think four. so. Actually, wow. Yeah. If we did one episode a week between now and July 1st, yep. episode 151 mm -hmm. would be July 1st. Ooh. We would record on July 1st and release on July 2nd. So we are right on track. Nice. You know what? I'm going to make a snap decision right now. All right. Next week, May, I got to scroll back up, May 6th. Yeah. Let's do another Facebook Live. All right. Let's do it. So we'll, we'll start pushing that out to our followers. But May 6th, we will do a Facebook Live. If you don't care to join the Facebook Live, you'll get the episode live or not live recorded on our podcast the next day but if you want to see it live we'll do it may 6th we'll do it live <laughs> I love it. loves that joke love he it. loves that joke uh, loves it all right so final thoughts move this along craig final i'm, I'm stalling <laughs> i'm just i'm just stalled out i'm enjoying our conversation so much i'm just like i have no desire to end this let's just just no, chat it's, forever. it's a good it was it's a good episode it's a very, How are the cats? It's a very good episode they're good they're good everyone's still in one once piece um mostly so for, have gotten used to us being home and... so for those of you who don't know craig has one cat that's inside all the time yeah one cat that pretty much just crashes on his couch when it feels like it yep and a third cat who wanders in from the outside to have eight hour long naps during the daytime so he can be the scourge of the neighborhood in the nighttime mm -hmm. so there, there's, so really there's... i have we have two cats because the ones that go outside yeah. are like calf cats. Because they really just come in here to sleep and eat. Craig has one full-time employee and two yeah. part-time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I let. I, yeah, you know what? That's how I'm going to refer to it from now on. <laughs> one part-time cat, two part-time cats, and one full-time cat. Yep. <laughs> and the full-time cat doesn't like the part-timers. Oh my god, it's like a real workplace. <laughs> the full-timers like they're not taking my job. <laughs> That's oh, great. Man. I'm gonna remember that. So, but everybody's doing well on that end. Yes, yes. How how's everyone there? Good. Everyone being the two of you. Good. Yes. Uh, me and, and and my wife Christy, we're doing well. Christy is relying on yoga to put up with me. Uh, yoga and treats. So she made a, a batch of Rice Krispie treats last night, and I've come to the understanding that she's baking more, not because she wants to bake more. But because she understands that when I'm well fed, I'm that much less of a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, so she, she, I, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, "What are you doing in the kitchen?" She goes, "Don't worry about it." And like three minutes later, I'm sniffing. I'm like, "I smell marshmallow." What the hell? I don't like marshmallow except when she makes. Are you making rice krispie <laughs> treats? And she's like, "Yes." And I'm like, "Oh." And I realize she's just trying to keep me at bay. <laughs> That's really what it is. She's trying to keep me from being a pain in the ass. And like, well, I appreciate your efforts. So, all right. Anyway, uh, can't put it off any longer. Final yep. thoughts. Craig, sad, go. sad. Okay. So, um, not that anyone who listens to this podcast probably watches it, but 
Have you heard, you know, like the real housewife show shows. So a lot of well-to-do women get filmed. They drink and argue a lot. Yep. Like when Laura and I first moved in together, I actually thought she was watching the same show for two hours because all I heard was the yelling. But in reality, it was like three different versions of it, different Mm -hmm. spots around the country or whatever. So today she's she's working. She's working from home. So she's up in the loft. I'm downstairs watching TV and I turn ESPN on and Stephen A is on and he's yelling about Aaron Rodgers and how Stephen A. Smith who <laughs> yells about everything except when he gets to a deadly whisper <laughs> to make a point you probably aren't going to agree with. And then he yells again about the same point. <laughs> so she, t- she t- yes, she okay. tells me that it's stressing her. It's like stressing her out. Cause he's yelling so much. Oh my then, God. Yeah. And then <laughs> she's like, Oh, this is how you hear on my housewife show. I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> you guys have had a marital breakthrough without even needing or looking for one. Nope. There it is. Yep. There it is. Yep. So uh, my final point is just going to be continue to be safe and strong, everybody. It looks like things are starting to get better out there. Slowly. Do not. Do not go to the beach. (laughs) No. Do not be that jackass who does not pay attention anymore and walks around. Did you see? Oh, my God. And and by the way, we are well past out of time. This episode is probably not going to fit under our, our... our uh, our Libsyn account right now, but did you see the guy in New Haven this no, week who I did tried not. to get on a bus naked? Um, s- now this doesn't completely surprise me, no matter what's happening in the world. But go on. At the corner of right where the State Street train station is, so if you know New Haven, Connecticut, a bus stopped at a bus stop, and there was a guy who was literally completely naked. And he wanted to get on the bus. So the bus driver did the only thing that made sense. (laughs) He refused to open the door. (laughs) Okay. And started trying to yell out the window, I can't let you on naked. The people on the bus did the only thing that made sense to them. They pulled out their cell phones and they recorded it and posted it to Facebook. Of course. Five minutes. This guy pounded on the glass. There's a bus monitor on there from the uh, New Haven. I don't know who runs New Haven. I think it's Connecticut Transit who called the police at the very end of the video, a fire truck pulls up <laughs> as they were the first ones to the scene. Because when you call 911 and you say, I've got a naked man trying to break into a bus, they just dispatch everybody. They have no idea. This might be a drug related thing. This could be somebody who's drunk. Who knows? So send an ambulance, send a fire truck, send the cops. My experience, when you send out an all alert, the fire truck is almost always the first one to show up. Normally, I don't know why yes. that is. It's just, just my just experience. Is. The fire truck shows up, and this dude tries to open the door of the fire truck to climb in. <laughs> oh, my God. His response wasn't, oh, my God, this is serious. His response was, oh, good. That guy will give me a ride. <laughs> Folks. Oh, man. I understand <clears throat> it's a stressful time. I've been drinking beer, too. 
<laughs> don't go nuts. Keep yourself safe. Keep yourself sane. We're going to get through this, and we're going to have football. Are we going to have football in 2020? I don't know. But we are going to have football again. And damn it, I am not going to be in jail because I tried to break into a bus and a fire <laughs> engine while naked in a city street and miss whatever happens next. <laughs> and with that, stay safe. Be good to each other. Uh, we will be back next week. We're going to do a Facebook Live next week. Why? Because I just decided on the fly after a beer and a half that I was going to do it. That's right. Uh, we'll be back next week live on Facebook on Wednesday night, uh, say 7 o'clock. Does that sound good? That works. <clears throat> 7 p.m. next next Wednesday night, we'll start advertising it. Well, we'll start advertising it because I'm going to forget, and Craig will remind me tomorrow morning, and then we will start advertising it. Uh, in the meantime, leave us a review wherever you listen to us, on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Uh, and uh, like I said, just be good and be safe. Until then – we will talk to you, and uh, until then, uh, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Man, I rambled tonight. <laughs>